0: Some of our experiences in life, as crappy as they can be sometimes, can be our biggest teachers and actually make us the people that we are. So it's not about ignoring the stuff that hasn't gone well, it's actually acknowledging it and going, okay, what do I take from that?
1: Welcome to episode 173 of Be The Drop, a weekly interview podcast sharing stories from people who inspire and motivate others to help you learn how to tell your story. I'm Amelia Veal, Director at Narrative Marketing and firm believer in the superpower of storytelling. I turned 40 in 2020, so it's a very exciting year for me. As I get older, my appetite for learning increases and I'm looking forward to achieving more by setting new year goals. To ensure goals are focused and productive, it's important to use a strategic framework or structured approach. Bell Ryan is the founder of Ignite Art Therapies. As a leading art therapist and creative facilitator for more than 15 years, Bell has extensive experience in supporting individuals and teams to be the best they can be. In January, Bell is holding an event called Create Your 2020 Vision to provide clarity and connection to your vision and help make your dreams a reality. In today's episode of Be The Drop, Belle discusses the importance of honestly assessing your current state the good, the bad, and the ugly before moving forward. She reflects on the importance of reflection and provides helpful tips and techniques for identifying and engaging with your new year goals. This is Be The Drop Goal Setting with Belle. As we tick over into a new year and the beginning of a new decade, I would like to extend my sincere gratitude and thanks to each of you for supporting this podcast. It's hard to verbalise how much it means. I'd also love to hear any goals you have for 2020 or ideas you have for challenges I should set myself in the year that is the Festival of 40. Don't be shy. I love hearing from you and the contact details included at the end of each episode. Belle, thank you so much for joining me for our next episode of Be The Drop.
0: Thank you for having me.
1: This is a very special episode. We're not going to go into the full about you and your art therapy and the amazing things you do just yet. Listeners, you're going to have to wait. Belle's full episode will be coming up in a few weeks. But because today is the 30th of December 2019, we're very excited about getting ready for 2020. And so Belle's going to share some tips with us about how to set your vision for the new year. So Belle, why do you think this is something that people should consciously
0: do? I think the beginning of any new year or any, it could be a month, it could be a new day, it could be anything, is a time to reset and I know that the end of the year And tomorrow on New Year's Eve, there's just something that changes and shifts for people. So it's like a reset and a a start of the year.
1: I love New Year's and I love lists and resetting and setting goals. So for me, I quite, you know, I, I really embrace the idea of getting ready for and taking stock of 2019 and looking forward to 2020. Now, 2020 is a very exciting year for me. I turn 40. In, um in February so oh, that's exciting it yeah. is exciting I'm very excited so it's it's going to be a really big year for me and also I really love the sim- symbolism of the fact that 20 plus 20 equals 40 oh, and wow. I I oh, yeah. 40 <laughs> I don't know much about numerology but I, I I really quite like the symbolism of that and also I'm excited because I know that turning 40 is something that's supposed to be dramatic you know, and potentially, particularly for women, as we age and the looks that we had, you know, start to change. But for me, I'm I actually think it's the complete opposite. I'm so excited because, you know, in my twenties, I used to think I I knew stuff and that you know other people didn't understand. You know, elder people didn't understand parents, or maybe that was more teenage years. But now that I'm 40, I realise I don't know things and that I've got so much to learn and that is really exciting for me.
0: It is really exciting and I think for me turning 40 was great and It was one of those things that something just shifted because it's like another decade, yeah. and so it was like a reset and a start, a restart. And I was at a function the other day, and um, we were talking about that because one person had just turned forty, and there was two fifty-year-olds, and like, "Wait till you turn 50 So I was like, "I can't wait till that now."
1: <laughs> I know. And it used to be that forty was so old. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Fifty, wow. Yeah, I know. And then you get there, and you go, "What? Well, I don't feel much different." But anyway, okay. So we're going to share some tips for listeners to have a think about what they might want to reset, what they could reflect on, and how can we sort of structure this process? So you've got a session coming up on the 18th of January, which is a full day session, is that yes, right? Yes. Where you help people set their vision for 2020. Now, obviously in today's episode, we're not going to be able to cover that much, but I thought maybe, you know, some of those concepts that you'll be covering, we might be able to share some insights from that.
0: Well, yeah, definitely. So on the 18th of January, the first thing that we'll be doing is symbolically having a look at how am I right now? Because we need to acknowledge that rather than start with, here's my vision, these are my dreams, do my vision board, all of the stuff that sort of happens. So one of the things that's really important is first of all, just to go, okay, how was 2019? How am I feeling in myself and how are my relationships? What's happening in my world? And that's the good, the bad and the ugly, because when we have a look at that, then we can look at, well, what have I learned? What do I want to let go of and what do I take into 2020 with me? So that's what we'll be doing first. And then having a look at, okay, well, we have dreams, we have aspirations, we have everything that we want to do, but what gets in my way? Because sometimes that's ourselves, sometimes it's circumstance, sometimes there's lots of other things happening. And so when we have a look at that, then we can work out what do we do with that block or that barrier in the way. And then how do we actually get to where we want to get to? And so that's what that day will be. It'll be fully hands-on and for people to sort of explore that. But I think it's not just for people on that day. It's These are questions that people should reflect on and might be useful to have a look at. Am I feeling pressure that I need to do a certain thing? Do I have an inkling and an in- instinct that I want to be doing something else? What is that? What actually gives me joy? What do I like? What don't I like? And how do I actually work that out for myself? And and how do I feel better about life and what I want?
1: Mm. And it is so powerful. I think we really underestimate, you know, that first step that you're talking about, reflection, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And I was recently at a meeting um, with Behind Closed Doors, which is a a female network that I'm involved in. And we did that. We, you know, we went around the room and, and we had to articulate it. So it wasn't like someone said to us, oh, just reflect, You know, because it's that's fine, but if you keep it internal, and obviously you use art therapy, so people are actually having to put onto paper or you know create using any sort of art medium, there what they what that reflection is. Yeah. So you know, if if people are you know if listeners could do that through art version or at least articulate it, have that conversation with someone else, I found that incredibly powerful because. It wasn't just a, a brush over reflection. I had to tell the story of the good, the bad and the ugly and looking backwards. And at the end of that process, it's like, oh, wow. I actually felt quite a good sense of accomplishment, like, you know, i achieved some great things whilst also recognising some things I wanted to change and milestones I didn't meet or, you know, things like that. But that actual articulation, and so it was a room, like there was about eight of us in the room, And so I had to be really honest and we've got a relationship with those eight women in that room that that's the style. We we bring our true selves to the table and and it's behind closed doors so that what we talk about in that room stays there. But an incredibly powerful experience.
0: There's something really powerful about doing this type of thing with other people as well, but being witnessed in it and seeing what other people have because that reflects ourselves as well. You know, there'll be certain things. So I did a workshop about a month ago. And it was so interesting, like one of the participants had chosen a giraffe, which sounds a bit random, um, to represent something in their world. And so they were exploring that. And at one point they just went, I've got it. A giraffe just needs to be a giraffe. It can't be anything else. So this moment, and everyone sort of laughed and we joked about the giraffe, but that really hit home for about five people in the room. And I was one of them because – that person had acknowledged that for themselves but what other people reflect to you is actually really important as well. So Mm -hmm. it can be great to do things in a group Um, but also it's about acknowledging it for yourself and being honest with yourself.
1: Mm. And I think that's exactly right. And for me the the other women in the room were very open and honest and allowed that level of vulnerability to express and explain that. So then that accountability does come in and I I felt – Okay, so I need to do that too, and then feeling comfortable in doing that, then I could really tap into me and and being true true to myself.
0: Yeah, so. definitely. And some of our experiences in life, as crappy as they can be sometimes, can be our biggest teachers and actually make us the people that we are. So it's not about ignoring the stuff that hasn't gone well. It's actually acknowledging it and going, okay, what do I take from that?
1: And I often say to people, don't try and ignore the crap stuff that happens because they're some of the best stories. Think about the stories you tell. You know, you tell the really fun, great things and then the really crappy things, you know, because they're those standout moments. And you know, if we only had, you know, medium sort of day-to-day stuff, then we wouldn't have very good stories. Yeah. <laughs> and I love stories.
0: And life is the whole spectrum. You know, yeah. it's the it's the good, bad, and ugly. Mm.
1: And then the next step you are talking about was those barriers in the way. So can you give me a little bit more context about that? And for listeners, how would they think about that and approach that? How might they be able to sort of overcome some of those.
0: Yeah. So sometimes it might be your thought processes. You know, we have such an internal dialogue in our mind and I don't know about you, but my brain can work a bit over time sometimes and be really hard on ourselves. You know, so it might be acknowledging the fact that our self-talk isn't that good. So it might be just even writing out all the crappy things you say to yourself and the things that you need to let go of and then ripping that paper up or, you know, art therapy is a specific thing in itself, but it might be just building or drawing what some of those barriers would look like and then working out what to do with it. Yeah. There's many, many different ways to have a look at barriers, but as you become more self-aware, you probably know them anyway. You might be even just journaling, you know, what's in my way and then write without thinking and don't edit that. Just let it come out and see what happens because then once you've got it out of you, you can go, okay, what do I do with that now? And sometimes just writing it out and releasing it is enough and then acknowledging it and being aware of it then helps you in your life. Mm.
1: And then if we want to move forward and so we, you know, we've reflected, we're looking at the barriers, how do we shape that then into building a vision for this amazing year that is going to be 2020?
0: Yeah. So lots of people will use vision boarding. I do that a little bit differently because Sometimes people already know what they want on their vision board. Where I do it is just have a look through some magazines, find things you're attracted to. Just don't judge it, just allow it to come and then arrange it on a big piece of paper and then dialogue with it, like journal with it and, and see what's there. But also people have bucket lists, you know, that's a great thing to have a look at or what do I want to achieve in my fun bucket or my uh, financial aspects or and all that. So we can have a look at so many different parts of our life, you know, and there's many, many lists and resources that do that. So I think one of the important things in your vision is it's not just about career. It's about relationships. It's about your spiritual well being, it's about physical emotional, mental, you know, there's so many different aspects. So for every person, it will work a little bit differently. So do what works for you. There's no rules really. Don't just think about it. I think there's something very powerful in writing something down or drawing it or creating it. Of course, I'm a little bit biased towards that bit, but there's something about putting it somewhere or telling somebody um, so then you can get excited about it and make it clearer for yourself.
1: Mm, yes. Well, and because 2020 is for me the festival of 40, so I've given the whole year a name. <laughs> the whole year. Woo-hoo. The festival. I oh, know. I mean, I you know, I only turn 40 once, but it's within that whole year. Right?
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I like to do things big. But so I'm I'm creating a festival of 40 and what I'm setting for myself, and I've started documenting this out and I'll make sure that by the time we, you know, roll into January 2020, I've, I've, I've got it written down because I 100% agree. I need to have things in writing. And then I tell people, like all of my listeners on the podcast, yeah. <laughs> um, but every month I am going to so – so for 12 months of the year – I'm going to make sure I do one dedicated thing that is in trying to, you know, celebrate the Festival of 40. And for me, that's professional development. Education is a, a key part, yeah. but not just professional development. One of the things I want to do is really get better at meditation because I need to create, carve a bit more space in my constant go um so a range of, of different things that I'm going to do um February is the month that I turn 40 so that's just party basically. That's, that's the fun bit uh, that's the that's the real focus party month month uh and then you know but building these in so I'm literally going to set myself this goal of one thing a month that is about something that's going to expand and provide personal business growth for me. So it will be a definite mix of them Yeah, both.
0: definitely. And I think one of the things to ask yourself is who do you want to be? How do you want to feel? What experiences do you want to have? And what do you want to be connected to? And, you know, for every person that will be different. But what are your values? What do you love? And what doesn't serve you anymore? And reflect on that for 2020.
1: That's good advice. well Belle, thank you so much. I'd love to hear from listeners you know how they go about and what sort of visions and goals they set because it's a it, I think it's a really positive and uplifting and fantastic experience.
0: Yeah, definitely. I think we can never reflect too much um, and the new year is a great time just to reset, recalibrate and look at what you want to dream about.
1: Yeah well here's cheers to 2020. Yeah, definitely.